Welcome to the Rider Up Podcast, presented by Visit Virginia's Blue Ridge, America's East Coast mountain biking capital, where we talk about how much we love bicycles. Dan's a crazy downhiller, and John will be walking with a cane in a few years. But nobody loves cycling more than these two. Coming to you from Virginia's Blue Ridge, let's meet the hosts, Dan Lucas and John Carlin. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Rider Up Podcast. I am one of your two cycling hosts, John Carlin. My name is Dan Lucas, and I'm pretty excited about today's episode. John, we got a lot of stuff on deck. Okay, all right. And I will talk about a a whole bunch of boring road biking, and you can talk about some maniac downhillers. And maybe we'll hit on some stuff in between that's of uh, of uh, interest to cyclists in general. What do you I, think? We're going to hit on uh, stuff that's of interest to everyone today, I think. It's okay. going to be good. All right. Let me get some of this stuff out of the way. we got to let you know that the Rider Up podcast is presented by Visit Virginia's Blue Ridge, based in Roanoke, Virginia, and the surrounding region. We are recording today at Cardinal Bicycle, which has two locations in Roanoke, but we're in the location in Grandin Village. Virginia's Blue Ridge is America's East Coast mountain biking capital. We are an Imba Silver Ride Center. We are the home to the Carillion Clinic Ironman 70.3 Virginia's Blue Ridge, which will be on June 4th of 2023. And I can tell you that they're going to be doing some paving on the road course, so it's going away for a time. Okay. But Ironman says they'll be coming back. They'll be back. Just depending upon when you're listening to this. We are home to VBR Team 2024, which, Dan, is uh, basically a an Olympic training ground, if you will, yep. for, for women. It's it's the predominant. I'm, I always have a hard time describing it because not everybody that goes through the program comes out an Olympian, but... But they have produced uh, a number of Olympians through this program. Yes. And they I think are, it's like 14. Yeah, it's crazy. Something like that. And they're yeah. right here in the valley. Right, and they, they race all over the world, but yep. this, is, this is their home base. This is where they choose to be. Just trying to, We're trying to get our bike cred out there so people get it. We're right? legit. Yes, and I can tell you I'm on the committee, and we are working on the Visit VBR Grand Fondo in Botetourt County this year to be held on Sunday, October 8th. There will be distances of 33, 45, and 75 miles. Uh, I've done the 45 numerous times. And also, we have to thank our wonderful audio engineer. And that is Tom Bamford. Tom, he's raising his hand. He's saying thanks. Or he's saying, no problem. You're welcome. Right. And and thanks, he, Tom. And Tom actually also works here at the bike shop. So he does. How how convenient is it to have a guy with like major audio background <laughs> working in your bike shop? You really can't beat it. And uh, I always like to say, well, everybody, you know, knows Tom. He's very friendly. He's the like the best when you get him on the phone when uh-huh. somebody calls. It's fantastic. Um, so call the shop. Ask for Tom. He will help you out. He's the man. Right. And if our audio drops out anytime during this podcast, blame Tom. We can also blame Tom. Very 100%. good. Very good. <laughs> so have you been riding? Uh, no. <laughs> what? Uh, yeah. I mean, I have been riding. It's been a little bit few, uh, just few and far uh, for me to get out recently. I've had just, it's been so busy. Um, we'll talk about it in a minute. I've been at a bunch of races. I've been out of town. I've been working, uh, kid stuff like family stuff. So it's been crazy. I did get out for a ride last night though. It was absolutely beautiful with a bunch of chuckleheads I know. 
and uh, we just rode Mill Mountain, but it was a good time. Um, my good buddy Zach over in the service department flatted his front wheel uh-huh. <laughs> on the sharpest rock on Mill Mountain. We put seven uh, <laughs> plugs in it, still didn't hold air. We had to throw a tube in it. Zach, um, it, it turned out, didn't have much fluid in his tire left. Uh, embarrassing. Two bike mechanics can't fix oh, a there's flat. Oh, four, there's four of us. Four of yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. The four of the oh, guys that, that everybody in town brings their bikes to. That was the joke. That was, right? Everybody thought that was real funny. But um, we uh, ultimately came to the conclusion it was Zach's fault because he didn't put tubeless fluid in his tire. Um, so everybody, if you, uh, if you come into the shop, give Zach a hard time. Um, but, yeah, it, I have been riding uh, – in the last few weeks, but it's just not been a lot. Um, I was in California. We'll talk about that. But you were in California for bike reasons. I was for bike reasons. Yeah. It was really cool. I did ride um, there. Uh, some that it was fantastic, and I've done some laps um, prepping kids at Wind Rock Bike Park and Rock Creek Bike Park. So for the a lot team of downhill, coach, yeah, yeah uh-huh. a lot of downhill um, lately, which is excellent, um, uh-huh. but not a lot of uh, exercise related. So I'm looking forward to getting back to it. Okay. All right. What about well, you? Well, well, so I have been wearing out my road bike. Okay. I have been. Glad and, one of us is. <clears throat> well, yeah. I mean, my legs actually were cramping up most of the night last night. So, <laughs> oh, so I, man. I think maybe I need a rest day. Um, so, uh, you know, the thing, thing about riding road bikes is you're out there and, you know, you always wonder why I'm even riding, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And so I've been trying to answer that question. And I don't know, except that I'm generally happy. Right. I'm going through the farms. I'm, I'm going out through rural roads, you know, whatever. I mean, riding past a field with cows in it is is interesting to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's more interesting on a bicycle than it is in a car. And and you're and you're also constantly assessing your fitness or your level of fatigue as you're going up and down the, the rollers or the hills or, you know, in some cases, the mountains. And so but I got to tell you that. So it was supposed to rain starting at three o'clock on Sunday and I'm out there with my wife and one of her friends so we stop at a store at one o'clock and it starts raining (laughs) and the store is exactly halfway through a 50 mile ride yeah so we were riding all the way back in the rain and at this point all I want to do is get out of the rain right right so I want to ride fast but there's there's a fair amount of elevation and uh, so I keep creeping ahead of my wife and her friend and I pull up uh, underneath a tree or at a corner because I'm not sure they knew to turn there and the, underneath a tree in front of a house well away from the corner and this uh, Dan's yawning I'm sorry <laughs> you you don't like my story um no there's, there's a tree in a corner what could be more interesting <laughs> I'm drink. I'm gonna drink some more coffee. drink some coffee no so and so I'm waiting for them they come up behind me they're they're resting after having caught up after this climb and a woman pulls up with a pickup truck next to us Older woman, uh, sort of beauty parlor hair, <laughs> permed, so, permed. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, and and I thought she was going to say, "Would you guys like to put your bikes in the back of the truck?" And because it's raining very hard, <laughs> and she says, "You should not stop at this corner." I don't know why you stopped at this corner. It's a very dangerous place for you to stop. <laughs> and she she blesses us out. I mean, she is she is just letting us have it. <laughs> I'm like, that's why I don't ride road bikes. What a, what a, what a nice old lady. <laughs> I mean, come on. Yeah, uh, you know, and then, and then, so what happens is, is, is for the next 10 miles, you're just arguing with that person in your head. Oh yeah. Right. Yeah. You go through right? the, what right? I should have done. Right. And we're wearing like the brightest colors that 
cycling manufacturers. We got blinking lights on the front, blinking lights on the back. You're probably well away from the road on a route that is like well traveled by road cyclists. Well traveled by cyclists. Local people. We were we were at the corner of Bradshaw and. Oh, I'm trying to, it's where Bradshaw starts on the New River Valley side, okay? So and we were, we were going to come back on, uh, on Bradshaw Road, having just finished the uh, uh, Blacksburg Road and then gone through Ironto, and now we're headed back. And, <clears throat> you know, we are nothing if not cautious. Right. But, you know, it's just, I just hate that. <laughs> it's I hate a, that. Yeah, I mean, like, y- you're out there in the rain, like, <laughs> you know, and right. you're, you're probably, I mean, I guess... If they don't road cycle, they don't know. But you're very aware that there are cars, and you know people get hit by those. So you're trying to stay out of the way. For sure. I mean, right? She's probably having a bad day. She's bitter. You know, sometimes she, people just got up. And so yeah. So my wife said, "What? What did she think? Was she trying to help us? Yeah. Was she trying to help herself? Was she trying to make herself feel better? Yeah. Like what was her motivation for stopping, rolling the window? Because she was clearly not concerned." about whether or not we were going to be hit by a vehicle. She wanted us not to be there. Yeah, she and had a bad day, and it's like the kick the dog thing, yeah, right? Or, 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 or every day is bad for her. It might be. <laughs> it, might, it might be. Anyway, but it was, it was a nice ride. I did not like being out there for 25 miles in the, in the pelting rain, and there were we didn't see any lightning, but we were hearing thunder, and that's never fun. You know, some of so. the funnest rides I've had, had have been, you know, like, we, I don't like to get caught in the rain. I'm not looking to get soaked or muddy or whatever. But sometimes you'll be out and you'll just get hit by a rainstorm. And then mm-hmm. they end up being one of the funnest, you know, rides you could have. You're with your buddies and you're slipping and sliding around everywhere. Mountain biking, obviously. And, right. Uh, it just ends up being, you know, this fun time that you weren't expecting. So right. Right. Uh, I, I, I dig a rain ride every now and then when that happens. But... Uh, you know, snowshoes, sometimes you'll go up there and uh, you'll see a thunderstorm coming in and they'll close the lift and it'll just drop. I mean, it'll just really? drop buckets. Sure. And, you know, you, you paid for a lift ticket. You don't want to just pack it in. Right. You better go ride. And sometimes there's some of the more fun rides. You just got to be ready. All right. I want to ask you a question. And this is a sensitive area where I'm going off. I'm going off of our target. This is because not on the list. This is not on the list of things that we were going to talk about today, but since you brought it up, uh-huh. all right, riding in the rain and or riding on wet trails, uh-huh. because if you're already out there and I mean, it starts you raining, do? what are you going to do? You're going to just have to finish your you ride. Finish your ride. Yeah. Right? Yeah. But there's this edict and, and it's probably different at snowshoe where you're paying to ride your bike and they have paid staff to maintain the track. Yeah. But you're not supposed to. There's this thing now about not riding on wet trails because you don't want to trash the trails. And to a certain extent, I agree with that. But on the other hand, there's there's sometimes when if you're going to have a window to ride in your schedule, you might have to ride on a wet trail. Where where do the, you where do you draw that line? So there are definitely trails here in the area that I would say you should never ride on them when they're wet. Right. Um, and because it does, they have a problem with erosion or um, they just get too beat up. They get these wet spots and you just make it worse. Like mm-hmm. 100% there's trails like that. But there's a lot of trails in the area that are, first of all, not used enough. And second of all, they are fantastic after it rains. Um, so, for example, well, I'll start with the easiest one. 
if it rains in in Roanoke, yes, um, Mill Mountain, Mill Mountain is always is, good. is great. It's like a pile of gravel. Like it just it drains. The drains so fast. You can go an hour, two hours after it rains. Like has a big thunderstorm, it'll be totally fine, no problem. Um, and it's highly used, so whatever. Now, if it rains, uh, what I like to do is go hit the national forest. So, um, you know, spec mine, mine shafts, all that stuff out, like towards Arcadia or uh, any of those, they don't get the same level of use. They are typically going to drain better because they're up higher. And, you know, there might be some wet spots or some little creeks to cross or dry runs, but they're going to hold up much better. Now, Carvin's Cove, the uppers, you know, Gauntlet, Royalty, stuff like that would be okay, um, uh-huh. at, you know, to, to go right on after it rains. Sustained rains, you probably want to stay away from them. Um, but the lowers, you know, Songbird, the Enchanted Forest Trails, Little Bell, Schoolhouse, all those things, they're not going to be awesome after it rains. So just be smart about where you're going. I, It's like, you know, if you have a day, you have your window of time, you, sh- you should be able to find something. There's literally hundreds of trails within like a two-hour drive. I forget the, st- the statistic, but you can find something that's going to be fine after it rains. Sure. So. All right. So somebody is listening to this right now, and they are in Richmond or Charlotte or northern Virginia or places that you might reasonably get in a car and drive here. Yeah. Come to the bike shop, and you'll tell them how to get to the— 100%. Uh, —the uh, North Mountains, back yeah. lines. All e- the, even better, I just recently put some Wahoos in our uh, rental program. You can. They are preloaded with routes— I can get you to the place. You can hit go, and it'll take you on a predetermined ride um, with this Wahoo unit and, nice. and get you through a, a fun ride on maybe some of those trails that might be out there that might not be normally found. So we can, we can do all of that. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, that sounds good. All right. So anyway, the other thing that I've got going on now is uh, for, for people who know what I do for a living – and, and many people do because I'm on the news every night. I've started riding. I do my 20 to 22-mile rides between newscasts. And mm-hmm. in our last podcast, we actually released 30 minutes of my meandering thoughts while, <laughs> I, while I was riding in the evening. Uh, the summer's progressing. The daylight's getting longer. So I'm, I'm taking on some rides that have some elevation instead of just going back and forth on the greenway where it's safe when mm-hmm. there wasn't daylight. Um, and so, yeah, I'm, in, I'm enjoying that on my road bike. And again, I, you know, I just, I love that evening where it all comes together. We don't have a thunderstorm. I yeah. don't have a meeting. Last night was fantastic. Last night was, was fantastic. Yes. And I, I, I didn't ride last night. Oh no. man. Well, my <laughs> wife was taking a grandchild to uh, a local show at theater. And so I had to go home and take care of the dogs. Family but time. I get Family it. time. Right. Yeah. So, uh, but I am training for Storming Thunder Ridge, which is a yeah. great ride. It's about 600 riders. It's got different distances out of Lynchburg, yep. Virginia. And the big feature of that is a 12 mile climb on the Blue yep. Ridge Parkway, which takes me two hours, it, two hours of just climbing on a road bike. That gorgeous views. Sounds terrible. <laughs> Gorgeous views. It is. It is. And the thing that gets me is, is I do one of the medium distance rides and the people doing the longer rides are dropping me like I'm not even there. So I'm going up at six miles an hour and they're going up at 10. And like you hear them coming around the corner. And next thing you know, they're passing you like you're standing there. That is so demoralizing, Dan. Yeah. 100%. You know, and I, I don't know how I'm never going to be that person. I always thought if I train hard, I could be that person. I don't think I'm ever going to be that I'm the guy in the, the biggest gear 
Um, right. Just really grinding up. Just spinning. Yeah, just spinning. Right. Um, it's fun. Yeah, friend friend of the show, uh, Wit. He uh, he is at a training program, I think, for this race, and he told me like how much it was like. He's doing some ride, and it's like I don't even know how many thousands of feet that he is climbing this week mm-hmm. in preparation for the storming thunder ridge but it, it so Witt's also doing it yeah i, I believe didn't know that. yeah okay. i think so yeah. and it's uh, it's th- it's one of these races where there's like an absurd amount of climbing and well, he's crazy out out training for that right now and it's just i'm like i mean i would rather just do it the other way <laughs> try to get as much downhill well but now just, no, you do get to do the downhill when you get to the top you're going downhill to the peaks of otter yeah and, like, if you leave from Roanoke, you're going uphill forever and ever and yeah. ever. To this. So from where we are at the top of Thunder Ridge, uh-huh. you're going downhill to Peaks of Otter. Okay. And I've hit 50 on Ooh, the road bike. That sounds Just, just kind of tucking. <laughs> and, and I actually hit 55 on my gravel bike on but a road in, in Botetourt County. I'll go off of jumps. I'll of go down steep stuff. But going 50 wearing uh, Lycra on a road bike on tire like just little skinny tires sounds totally dangerous to me it's like you're on rails i love it i i would Mm. do it all day long if i could and and i'm one of these people that if i don't have to break i don't and i love watching the downhills in the the tour de france or the giro tell you or whatever and watching the guys how they take the corners so I actually, yeah, I had a, a KLM on a on a downhill, and the, and the, I, I <laughs> that was, warms my heart yeah, to hear. Yeah, actually. it was, but it was on a road bike. No, I don't tell. Just stop it. I had a KLM on a downhill. Uh huh. I, I did. <laughs> I did. Um, I was tied with actually tied for first place with Scotty Weiss. Yeah, who's a pro. Yeah, he was he was the world champ masters, yeah. and he and I had the same time on the downhill. That's so pretty good. That was that was pretty good. Yeah, on Strava. So. Um, Talking about some downhills, uh, I'm. Uh, it's funny. I've had some listeners come in and, and laugh about my gravel curious comment. Uh-huh. Still gravel curious, and um, we have some gravel camps coming up. Um, I'm interested to see how these goes, and you're going to participate in some gravel camps. I am. So I think what I'll do is is I want to I want to go and do it because um, I want to see what it is that I don't know. Like, okay. You know, I've got a, I've got a mediocre gravel bike. I really enjoy riding gravel, uh, so I want to do the gravel camp as much as anything. I want to do it for the camaraderie. And yeah, my wife's going to go along as well. She has a much better gravel bike than I do, mm-hmm. believe it or not. Uh, in fact, all of her bikes are better. She has a better road bike, a better gravel bike, and a better mountain. I've bike. seen the uh, I've seen the bike list. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think you're responsible for some <laughs> of that um, here at the shop. But anyway. Um, so we're we're going to do the gravel camp, and I'm looking forward to that. There's it's like four days, right? Yeah. And Karen, who works here in the shop, yep. is is going to take everybody along. It's a really cool T-shirt. I saw yeah, it, the I saw great. it on social media, and I thought, you know, been there, done that, got the T-shirt. But the T-shirt was a motivating factor. Yeah. But I won't I'm, I won't wear the T-shirt unless I earn the T-shirt. You got to earn it. Yeah. Earn so it. so you're going to do all of them. Well, I've got, yeah, so one of the days is the day before Storming Thunder Ridge. Ooh. So uh, I'm really, I probably will just do the 20 that yeah. day, not the 40. Probably a good idea. Just kind of, you know, go slow and see what it's all about. But that'll give me some things to talk about, to write about here. So I'm looking forward to your gravel camp. And, yeah. And that's still something that people, if they're listening to this, can sign up for, They right? can. You can do, so we initially had it as just all four events. You sign up and it's one thing. But since then, um, we've listened to people's comments and 
they were looking for, you know, they couldn't commit to all four. They can do one or two or whatever. Right. And so we've opened it up to singles and mm -hmm. uh, it's been great because that evidently is what people want to do is, the, you know, they have a couple that they can do. They can fit in between vacations or whatever. And, um, and we have a bunch of people signed up. We had an event last night kind of talking about it. Um, Gordon Wadsworth, who is local pro, uh, is helping with some of that stuff. And he was chatting um, to the folks that were here last night. And it's, um, it's going to be really cool, I think. Um, as a person who's not, who's gravel curious, but not in the know, yes. uh, it looks a lot of fun, like a lot of fun. Um, so uh, I'm still waiting on uh, pulling a, a gravel bike for our rental fleet so I can uh I can go out that's the the plan go out and give it a shot I have a I have a date to ride with John at some point and uh and then Ryan the store manager here is he keeps like it's like every Monday he comes in and I'm doing office work or whatever and he's like you can just stop and come ride gravel with me yeah. uh-huh and right. like and I, I, I want to do don't it. You, you choose office work over going to I, ride gravel well I mean Ryan. there's office work that has to be done so <laughs> but I do one of these days I'm gonna say you know what you're right and I'm just gonna go do office work so I'm gonna take you guys up on it I'm 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 excited for it I'm just like slowly creeping in I'm not jumping in feet first gravel curious gravel curious. I, you know that we need a t-shirt that says I'm gravel, gravel curious gravel curious I think we could I'm writing it down right now. I think we could do that. You think we can do that? Oh, wow. I, I mean, I would I would actually wear that. Yeah. And and we know a guy that does bike jerseys. Maybe we could get Stratton to uh, do a Gravel Curious Ooh. jersey. That'd be fun. That'd right? be really good. All right. Yes. Okay. So uh, so if I said the name to you, Remco Evnipol, do you have any idea who I'm talking about? It sounds like Remco. It sounds like some sort of German... Uh, you know, like they probably make like electrical motors or something. That's like what I would guess. Yeah, no, he is probably the dominant road cyclist in the world right okay. now. Okay. Young guy, and he is, as I'm speaking, um, the favorite to win the Giro d'Italia. Okay. And so that's a three-week race, and the first week isn't quite over. He went out in the opening prologue time trial, which is short it's it's like 12k or something like that it's relatively short and and beat the field by over 40 seconds That's like normally you 40 would 40 seconds sounds like a lot <clears throat> 40 seconds is a lot i yeah. mean normally you would see time gaps you know within 5 or 10 seconds at the okay. most among the top contenders so um, in a short in a short <clears throat> in a, race in a short time trial yeah right and it's just a short time trial is this does do these time trials is it like in cross country or something where it stacks or it sets the grid for everybody like leaving for the main race or is this just like an extra thing no it's like the first day of the race so it's a three-day race okay. and so somebody <clears throat> everybody starts out the same and then whoever wins that first little short time trial gets the pink jersey because it's pink. the, the okay. Giro. To yeah. tie. Not the yellow jersey, but it's the pink jersey. Got it. And uh, and so that's your race leader. And, of course, you accumulate your, your time over the three weeks of racing. Whoever is the least amount of time at the end is the winner. Just Golf like, rolls. Just like the Tour de France. Got it. Right. So, uh, but to, to start out after a very short, pro the prologue is is often kind of a throwaway day. I mean, mm -hmm. He's got 40 seconds on his nearest competitors. <laughs> And how, how old is this guy? He's in his 20s. Okay. Which, you know, back in the day, the leaders of these these GC category races, like Lance Armstrong back in the day, you know, the, the guys who were in their late 20s, early 30s, where mm -hmm. that was like your prime time. And yeah. now there's this whole new group of people coming through 
that are in their 20s, and they uh, they are killing it. But so Remco Evnopol, and he actually, as I was watching last night, gave up the pink jersey, but I think he did it on purpose because he didn't want his team to have to work so hard. But when they start getting into the high mountains and, and the real climbing, uh, the person who got the jersey is not a threat to win the overall. So he was happy to give it away. I'll, anyway, I, I just wanted to know if I said Remco Evnopol. You said it was an engine company in Europe. Very good. Yeah, yeah, electrical, good. electrical motors. Or yeah, something. there you go. Um, yeah, it, it is fascinating. I like the uh, the aspect of figuring out like it's calculated that he gives it away. Yes, you know, like he's just not trying to hold on to it for holding on to it. He has he gave the jersey away so that his team will be better prepared for the harder stage, you know, and I know they have mm-hmm. like their sprinters and there's like pushers or whatever. Like there's all these domestiques. I don't know that. That's the guy that carries water bottles. Oh, and, right on. You know, or, 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 you know, pulls for it's a like long Sherpa time or something or the mule kind of, I yeah. mean, their, their job is to support the people that are there to either win a sprint yeah. or the, GC. and you have the, the, the person up front that's just like making a hole in the wind so that, you know, yes. the, the, sprinter can be on the the tail and get ready to come around like slingshot yeah ricky bob, yeah, bobby yeah, yeah. style uh-huh yeah. yeah ricky bobby yeah yeah they say that a lot in uh in Do they? france shake so, and r- bake r- ricky bobby yeah shake and bake yeah. right on. all those terms very popular <laughs> in belgium yeah all uh, they love it yeah so but anyway then that, no, that's a lot of fun so you have been coaching your kids team and different sort of racing yeah so you're doing this gonzo downhill stuff and yep. I, you know i don't know the names and downhilling that well but. yeah so um the team rvd gravity yeah we've been doing well um we've had three races down um so we've been to the ttc it's in ten, uh, it's in sequatchie tennessee we've been to uh, rock creek in uh just outside of uh pisgah brevard area in North Carolina. North Carolina. And then yeah. this past weekend, we were at Windrock in Oliver Springs, Tennessee. So um, I did want to give some shout outs. Uh, we had some uh, podiums this past weekend. Nice. Um, so, first off, for the ladies, it is the 0 to 16 uh, Cat 2 3 women's. And we had um, one of our riders, Julie Black, finish second place in that one and her second downhill race ever which was pretty, Whoa. pretty cool. Yeah. She's a fantastic, she's just a little bitty thing, but she is a great rider. Um, super proud of what she's been able to do. <clears throat> and then, um, we had a first place podium, second back to back first place podiums for Mr. Jack Linderking. Uh, oh, he okay. is, yeah. So he's racing cat two, three and he is putting a hurt on the field. Like really putting her I know Jack's it. parents yeah quite well yeah. yeah and so um uh obviously they were super proud of him we're um uh, John Guy and myself were super proud of him being the head coach of the team uh it's always nice to stand beside a, a racer who did really well and let them hold their uh you know their their trophy up it was it was fantastic how old so, is Jack now so Jack's 15, 15? So he's 15 16 cat two three Right. Yeah. So, 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 but somebody performing at that level at that age, it is a, is that a pro prospect? Um, so let me tell you to answer that question, downhill Southeast, which is the series that we are focused on right. is basically the premier, uh, downhill, um, race series in the States right now. Like yeah. they have the highest level, highest caliber athletes that are coming to these. There's people that fly in from Vermont and out west to to go to these races. Yeah. Um, we had pros uh, Dakota Norton, Aaron Gwynn, Christopher Grice, 
Um, Richie Rude was there this weekend, uh, which are all big name in the gravity scene. Um, Aaron Gwynn is like one of the, the, one of, he's the winningest American downhill racer of all time. Um, and second winningest downhill racer of all time in the world follow, or, you know, preceded by, um, Greg Menard. But so he was there testing and ratting prototype bikes and stuff. So his times he was putting up were very good and shockingly like these even these cat two three categories which are stacked with kids that are incredible uh like jack put in a time that is really not shabby if you're comparing it to best in the world right um which is really cool to see and they you know they literally live down the road from us here and yeah uh, yeah well you know his 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 dad has done Ironmans. Oh yeah, and, and Troy. Yeah, uh, and he's the one that convinced shout me. Shout out to Troy. Shout out to Troy. He's the one that first convinced me when Twenty Nine er Wheels came out that it was worth me reconsidering getting yeah. back into mountain biking. Yeah, and I said that's a fad; it'll pass. No. Yeah, and then you no. know, so but that that so he and I he and I ran a fifty k together once. All so, right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so. that, that family's great, and yeah. I wanted to give some special shout outs. So. We had uh, two racers this weekend, first lap down the mountain. There is a, a feature on the Windrock race course. It's a, they call it a shark fin. So basically it comes up out of the ground, and it's a berm, and you come around it, and where it comes up, it just like <laughs> it, it abruptly ends, and there's probably about a 15-foot gap, and you jump, and it's a step down. So you come off of the top, and you land much lower than the surface you started on. Yes. Um, so you have to come off of it straighten your bike out in the air, land on the, the transition and continue on. It's a super complex move. And we had, um, two of our kids unfortunately crashed like first lap. Um, Ooh, any, they any had serious some, damage. They had some, they had some, uh, they, nothing serious. Like didn't have to go to the hospital, but <laughs> it, it, it's like a total morale blow to crash on something like that. Yeah. This course was incredibly hard in the cat two, three cat category. Uh, for what these kids had to handle yeah so they crashed um and i'm gonna say their names because i'm proud of how they did so we have uh nasir ibrahim and we have uh charlie black they both crashed first lap like nasir hurt his back charlie hurt himself they were right beside each other they were riding well and riding together um they took care of each other got off the track everything um and i did not know if they were going to race uh because they did like they did some damage and it it's hard to mentally get around. So that, that was a training lap. Yeah. And then they first went, did, lap. did they go back and race? They, they both went and raced and did well. And so I just wanted to shout out those guys nice. like for having the mental strength to get back up, go race and then tackle the, uh, the same thing that they crashed on like a big feature yeah. and did it. So that was pretty exciting. Um, also just uh, all the kids did fantastic this weekend. Um, I'm proud of all of them. Um, but that Windrock Cat 2-3, it's on YouTube. If you look up Downhill Southeast, you can look at the um, the GoPro yeah. of the race course. The Cat 2-3 race course shared about two-thirds of the same course with the Cat 1 or Pro Men's, uh, Pro Men and, and Women's. And it was it was tough. Like, All right. Let's put, it, let's put a link in the show yeah. notes. So what do you look for? It's uh, so DHSE number three Windrock. Number three that, that should rock. probably pull it up. It was uh, it was rowdy. It was a tough course. People going over the boards left and right, and all of our kids made it down. They all finished the race. There's okay. a lot of DNFs. So anyway, super proud of that team. Um, how much of that is guts, and how much of that skill? Who? Uh, 
it, it's probably honestly it's probably 50 50 really yeah i mean you have it is high skill level to be able to ride down that course there's a lot i told all of our kids i was talking to my daughter on the way home and i said there's a lot of grown men i've known <laughs> and women that have been riding for a lot longer than all of you that would not even think about riding down that for sure now do you walk the course ahead of time so because something like that where you know you've got to come off a curve adjust your bike in the air and 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 then land you can't just do that like yeah first time you're seeing it can you? some of i mean there's definitely people that do so we do a course walk um unfortunately we have to play to the because this is a friday saturday sunday race it starts 8 a.m friday morning yeah uh, so we have to be there now that's practice time so you have to get down the track while people are coming down it so you have to run in between racers get off the side and they're pulling off it like that first day pretty chill but um we do course walk it's usually friday at 5 p.m is when we do course walk okay. um, but, but you do walk on you do we walk do it. we talk about lines so, it, we spend right. probably an hour and a half to two hours walking down the course talking about lines talking about places to make up speed talking about places that are you know there's sections where you're like don't worry about it ride it as best you can you're not making time up there. Then there's sections like a lot of these rock gardens. Spend time up, spend an hour or two during practice up here and really get your line down, watch other people come through. So we, we try to do that with all the kids, give them all the time they need to ask questions. Um, and we have great coaches that are there to, to be a help to them. Some of them will ride with them during the day and offer feedback. And then some of them will be on the side of the course to like take video and stuff. So you're in a rock garden. Mm -hmm. Does six inches one way or another make a difference? It could, I mean, if like you're a pro. Yeah, I mean, or like, do you just fly through? Um, there's definitely uh, courses where six inches could make the, could make or break a run. Um, and so you'll say you got to go to the left of that rock. Yep. Yep. So it's that detailed. Yeah. Because you know when you see these things, people are just riding. But yeah. they, but who knows what they did in terms of study? Yep, it, it's very like you have to be mentally tough to get through one of these courses, and you have to ride it, um, have your line, and be able to repeat that line, or there's no way you're going to do well. So, yeah, I mean, six inches could make or break a race run for sure. It okay. could like in breaking six inches too late could definitely make make or break. So yeah, interesting. Dan, I just got to say, I'm really proud of you and your guys, and kudos to Jack Lenderking because he's really out there doing it at a high level. Yep. And, and so I just, I, I hope listeners are as interested as, as I am in hearing about the exploits of your, your youngsters because you're really doing it at a high level. Yeah, absolutely. So let's start talking about being in the woods and enjoying the types of things that, that we all like about cycling, uh, minus the adrenaline. Okay. And minus the the annoying drivers and or dangerous distracted drivers. So yep. And that's bike packing. Like just getting on a bike, being self-supported and going some distance. What This the so this appeals to me okay. and I haven't done any of it. Um me neither. Me it, neither. Yeah, okay. But um we have a couple um couple folks here hunter uh that here work that works at the shop did the uh the rock star and he bike he packed bike packed everything um self-supported racing bike packing doesn't sound super exciting to me but doing a trip maybe i would probably be in for a three or four day trip 
it does sound really enjoyable to just be self-sufficient, be out there, challenge yourself, see how far you can go, you know, uh, cooking over a fire or uh, uh, a, uh, a, a, a stove, little, little stove, little yep. stove. Um, you know, I, that sounds really good. This is the type of, um, you know, 700 C size or 29. I mean, a lot of 29ers out there. Well, I would do it on a gravel bike. Yeah. I mean, I would, I think a gravel bike, or, but also I've seen people do this on uh, mountain bikes. Uh, we have, I, I wanted to shout out really quickly. Um, we have uh, a friend, um, Matt and uh, his sister are out actually in Baja They've been bikepacking like down through Mexico, the peninsula, uh, for the, the last couple of, um, it's like the last month, I think. I've been, been following going. it on Instagram. Yeah, it's fantastic. Yeah, she yeah. goes by, ba- we, by um, Dirtbag Barbie. Dirtbag Barbie, yeah. yeah. But we need to put, we should put that into the show notes. Uh, and if you guys want to see some like pretty cool bikepacking experience, like um, uh, they did it. it it's, pretty, it's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, no, that, that, so, so getting back to it. No, I'm, I'm mm. interested. I think this is cool. Yeah, I do too. And, and I, it it intimidates me a little bit because I don't know where to go. I don't know. I mean, I've backpacked before Uh and I've done some, uh, earlier in life, some pretty extensive canoe packing Mm -hmm. in Canada for fishing and being in the, in a legitimate backcountry with no, cell phones or communication or you're you're, you know, you're out there and mm-hmm. so like using the stuff i get but carrying our bicycle yeah you know uh and and like the frame bags and all of that that's just a whole other lifestyle and a whole other way of yeah thinking and being but it's it's a place that i find my mind meandering into that i would like to be yeah i just don't know how to do it yeah i think or where to go i think that um the thing that appeals to me least is sleeping on the ground because um, I have I have put in my time in tents and at this point in my life I'm not super stoked on sleeping in it or I mean I don't care about sleeping in the tent I don't want to just I just don't want I want it to be a comfortable night's sleep right um, and that's like the thing that's like holding me back but I think I could get past that that everything else just sounds good like being out in the woods just you know you go out. by yourself or with a friend and it's the challenge of it and the it's all that the aesthetics of of being in the woods and cooking and right everything i think that all sounds really good right i don't think i would want to go on a trail that required a mountain bike with all that gear bouncing around i i don't think i would i was thinking more like West gravel. Virginia back roads, yeah. gravel, that kind of stuff. Well, uh, that that Rockstar 270 route uh, that is the gravel route. Yes. Um, I mean, everything I've seen, that looks like a fantastic route to do something like this because you're in the National Forest the whole time. Okay. Um, I, I would think that would be cool. I, we, we, we'll have to talk to Hunter about that, get some... So maybe maybe that's where our gravel curious... Maybe. ...and, and back, a bikepacking curious... Uh, We're gonna have some curious T-shirts, <laughs> but 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 maybe that's what we do, and then we do a podcast and we talk. I about think that'd it. be fun. And yeah, we need, we need someone to take us that knows what's we going do. on. Because I, you know, I need to know. Like if you ta- if you take a full suspension mountain bike, there's no place to put a frame bag. Right. And I have a hardtail. I bring a hardtail. Well, I don't have a hardtail. No. Well, we can find you. Do you one. know anybody? <laughs> we can, I know somebody that <laughs> can you, find you. A do you know tail. anybody with a bike shop? Yeah, I okay. can find you a hard tail. Right. Um, but I, I think that'd be fun to do. It'd be cool uh, okay. to to All get right. out there and give it a shot. Like, yeah, maybe we'll do some 
we'll do some uh, yeah it's bike packing curious uh, uh podcast okay so we both we both think that that is a good way to use yeah. a bicycle. i don't think people think of bicycles as transportation enough right it, you know it's and i don't i mean i don't use it to get anywhere i just use it as a distraction a recreational distraction yeah. and yeah. fitness thing so all right so but you've been out and testing some new bikes in california uh yes I was like, this is a, uh, I'm going to, last time we talked about the SRAM transmission. Yes. And I and did get did, to, I did, we did post a video. About we did. That. I yeah. did get to test one. Um, and it's as good as they say, but that's not what I was out there doing in California. I was visiting um, specialized in Santa Cruz and I got to ride ahead of the release, the new Levo SL. And, uh, I kind of didn't know. I didn't see it ahead of time. All I knew it was a new. It, the, the Levo SL is an e-bike. It is their lighter weight, um, more like a traditional bike e-bike. So it's not uh, as heavy as like the typical ones you see. Like doesn't the weigh power. fifty pounds. Doesn't weigh fifty pounds. It probably weighs forty-three pounds, maybe okay. forty-four pounds, maybe. Okay. Um, this is me guessing, just picking it up. And we rode around in the, um, it's called Campus Trails out in Santa Cruz. And uh, we started the Experience Center. We ride up. And what they did was they were kind of like, we're, we're not going to give you the, this is why it's cool. These are all the numbers. They, they didn't make us sit through a seminar. They didn't do any of that. They were like, we're going to put you on the bike. You ride it and tell us what you think. And then if you have questions, we're going to, you can have all the data you want, but we want the bike to do the talking. And I really liked that as a approach to like this, like a retailer event or a, you know, a new product launch, because mm -hmm. typically they're like drilling into you all the, the reasons it's good because of the geometry and the power and whatever it is. And they were like, let's just see what, what it's like. And I went and rode and I, I think the biggest compliment I could give it is that I didn't think about the bike at all when I was on the ride, I thought about how much fun I was having. Like I, I literally had just a fantastic ride, a great time. And that was kind of important to me, you know, and I did get all the data. I did learn about why it's good and why the power was like what I was feeling and all that. But, um, it was a really cool bike. So we rode some trails and I'm not going to name them because they may not all be like thumbs up <laughs> for, for fair enough, to ride. fair enough. But you're in the, you're generally in Santa Cruz. In Santa, yeah, right California. in Santa Cruz, okay. and yeah. um, through the redwoods, and we went down some of the steepest, the, the steepest trail I've ever ridden in my life. They did like it was right out of the. <laughs> I like get off an airplane, an hour later I'm riding a bike up the hill, right. you know, smiling, and then uh, our our friend Zach that's out there that's uh -huh. running this event was like, Hey, we're going to get on this trail. And it's, you know, it's, it's pretty steep. It's not bad though. And, um, you know, there's a, there's a nice rut. You just got to get in that rut and make your turn at the bottom. And I just tip into this thing mm -hmm. and I couldn't like my brain didn't process how steep the trail actually was. Like, I mean, it was so steep. Uh, it, you didn't crash though, right? I did not. Okay. I, I okay. was clean. I have, I, I rode it clean. Clipped in. Clipped in, okay. yeah, always. Yeah. And uh, it, but they were they were rowdy and steep, like nothing that is. It couldn't be sustainable here. There's not enough rainfall to really erode the trails the same way out there. I see. Um, even though they've had a lot, it's just not the same here. You know, you make a trail fall line trail like that, it would destroy. It would be destroyed. It'd, It'd be, be a, a gully. A gully in yeah, no time. Right. Um, but it was wild. It was really cool. And then the next day, we, we we had another day, and 
he was uh, <laughs> we split up into some groups in the advanced group he's like you're coming with us right and I was like I don't know like maybe I'll just do the intermediate today and he was like no 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 it'll be it'll be a step down from from what we did and then he took me out and immediately put us on a worse trail than that no way and he was like I knew you'd be fine <laughs> <laughs> you just had to tuck you into it. But, so uh, that's an, that's an e-bike. Yeah, it's an so e-bike. Because um, going downhill, the e-bike doesn't really give you an advantage, so right? So you're just riding the geometry? You would you would think not, but sometimes, like, if there's a gap coming up, man, that extra power really puts it in. And, and this bike was cool. The The climbing was fantastic. I'll say the, um, the way the motor comes on and the power delivery is the, probably the smoothest I've felt of anything out there. I've ridden a lot of them. Um, I loved that the the torque, and this won't mean a lot to a lot of people, but the old version of this bike was only 30 newton meters peak kind of torque. Uh, newton this meters, one, yes, got that. This one is 50 newton meters, which is a lot. Yeah. It's a big upgrade, and so it it felt great. And the biggest thing is the geometry. Like I said, I'm doing the thing that they do, but it's the same geometry basically as the stump jumper evo which is what i already ride and man i got on it it felt so natural i went down the steepest thing i've ever been on it's not a downhill bike but it rode like a downhill bike it was wow. great and then um you know you could hop around and do jump it was fantastic so um it's really cool tech uh there's a fantastic article on pink bike and on vital mtb if you want to learn more about it we're going to have some in the shop soon um they are extremely difficult to get um, but we're going to have some coming in. Um, okay. So that's the new tech. I think it is worth a look. Okay. It, so we'll, we'll put, we'll put a link in the show notes. We'll as put well. a link in the show okay. notes. Got it. All right. So I, you know, when I, whenever I walk in here to do the podcast, I have to come through the bike shop. Yeah. And of course it's eye candy everywhere for me. You just live in this environment. So yeah. you don't, you don't notice it. And I walked by, you guys just started carrying Cervelo. Yep. And I looked at, uh, uh, nine thousand plus dollar road bike correct was that the r5 it's the r5 yeah and i picked it up like with one finger that's, yeah that's, that's really it's light. incredibly light yeah the r5 is a cool bike um we have one out there that's a force build it's axis yeah. so electronic shifting um it's a it's a cool bike and the paint i will say cervello has their paint like they do really good colors Dialed and in. really good uh, layouts with their graphics. So that R5 is a really good looking bike. Cervelo really hasn't been on my radar. Yeah. I mean, maybe because there was no bike shop locally that yep. carried it. And I, you know, and I watch all the, all the grand tours and I, you know, I'm, I'm really kind of hooked on European mm -hmm. road racing. Um, and so you see the Cervelo bikes and the, you know, they always are, are well represented there. They're on, you know, good teams have the Cervelo, but, um, man, that's a nice looking bike. It is. It's a really good looking bike. And, and but I'm, I have, obviously I'm not the guy to ride these. I mean, I've ridden them in the parking lot and stuff. It's funny. Cause I'm just used to pedaling a, a mountain bike. Uh -huh. And when I get on the gas on one of those things, I feel like it's cheating. I feel like it's an e-bike cause it's so light. It doesn't yeah. feel natural. <laughs> Uh huh. It feels it feels like it shoots out from underneath. It you, yeah, it? yeah. It just it right. spins up so quickly. I mean, I can be sprinting up the hill in a really hard gear. It doesn't make sense in my brain. I'm used to being up in that eagle gear, just grinding, uh -huh. spinning. Right. Yeah. Right. Now and then you've got it. And the, the other bike that caught my eyes. You've got a salsa cutthroat cutthroat out yes. there. that so, is a cool. So that's yeah, bike. bike packing gravel um, rig. It's you know big volume tire so it's a little bit cushier yeah cool thing is it's 
suspension corrected on the front end so you could run a rigid fork it comes with a rigid fork you could also run like a a low travel um suspension fork if you were really getting rowdy on it but it's got drop bars it does have drop bars um they make like a gravel suspension fork or uh you could probably flat bar it too and i was saying beforehand and, and tom was like nodding his head it's it's like they took a 90s like you know mid to late 90s mountain bike and they put that geo into a modern, you know, through axle, well-designed, uh, carbon bike. Yeah. It's, it's pretty, pretty cool. Like they kind of had it right back then for gravel. They just didn't know it. Um, so, uh, it's a, it's a neat bike. It's a good looking bike too. Cool looking bike. Yeah. It's really cool. It really is. Yeah. So So that's like a $3,500 ish price. Probably it's, it's carbon. I think we have it set up in the shop here. I can almost see it from where I stand. It has a bunch of like bike packing gear. Well, yeah, it does. I think that's what made me think about the bike. It looks good. That would be the perfect thing. Oh yeah. Like you were saying mountain bike. I was saying gravel bike. That's the bike in between the two. It is. Yeah. I bet I can get behind that as a gravel option for sure. Yeah. 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 We need to talk to the owner of the bike shop <laughs> see if he won't set us up with a couple of, or we can just call salsa yeah. because you know this podcast is we're, killing blow, it so we're much. blowing up we're right? getting yeah, yeah we need to get right? some sponsors <laughs> i love it all right without so i just that that's my um ogling the bikes um is it ogling or ogling i never know tomato tomato you tomato know. tomato got it but anyway that's all right so what do you got for um tool time all right tool week? time we need a jingle or something um so today I'm holding this, and you're probably shaking your head, and it's a stained, <laughs> ratty block of wood with holes in it. All right. All wait right. a minute. I'm taking a picture right now for the show notes. There's Dan, and he's holding up. But that is just like a it's, piece of two-by-four. Yeah, well, this is actually – so there – look, I got theories. All right. This I – have, I have hit and worked on – like very expensive bikes with this block of wood. Um, it's actually, this is an off cut from the, um, if you're ever in the shop, the, the bar where you get your coffee or your beer or whatever. Yeah. Um, it's maple. And so this it's is, hardwood. It is a hardwood, uh-huh. um, but okay. it's still softer than metal metal sure. uh, or, or, or even like in some cases it's going to be softer than like really thick laid up carbon. And um, in this, it's an off cut of that. But what is great about it is, you can use it like so there's a big hole right here this was used to like pull a bearing out of a frame without damaging the frame okay um <clears throat> you can you can do all kinds of stuff i've like wailed on different parts to like get something apart i have um pressed things in with it uh, there's like you know we just drill holes in it when we need to to mm-hmm. get something out of it <clears throat> excuse me it is well scarred it is well scarred uh there's the holes where we're drilling something and it pops through and it has to hit this so you don't ruin your bar top or whatever but a good piece of wood i like maple as an option because it's hard enough if you did this with a regular pine, uh, pine two by four mm-hmm. it would be i mean it would just be sawdust everywhere it right. you just destroy them they break in half um but this um, maple is strong enough to handle some abuse and we've done a whole lot. So I was looking for a tool and uh, I said, I want something homemade this time, um, that anybody could go to the junk pile and get, um, a nice piece of maple is a great option, uh, for, for something. So that is my tool of the day. All right. You're listening to the Rider Up podcast with Dan Lucas. I'm John Carlin. We are presented by Visit Virginia's Blue Ridge recording at Cardinal Bicycles, Grandin location today, and so we've we've just talked about your um, 
your your tool this week. Uh, you and you also are the bike ambassador to the world from right. Cardinal Bicycles. You, right. Last time we talked, you had just launched the rental program yep. here. Yep. I guess you're the rider experience rider manager. experience manager. Right. That's right. right. I don't know if I like that, but anyway, <laughs> should it um, be like rider ambassador ambassador I, I, to the world? Ambassador to the world right. is a much. I'll better talk to title. the boss man see okay. if he wants to change right. it. Dan Lucas, ambassador to the world. We're going to get you a, a, a name tag that says, "How's everything going with that?" Is it uh, going it's good. good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Um, um, a couple of the things I'm responsible for are I, I manage the rental program um, and, and the guys here, guys and gals here carry it out. And it's been going well. Um, we have a bunch of e-bikes in the rental fleet, and that is a very popular option, followed by the um, the kind of our rowdy trail bikes of Stump Jumper Evo is a popular one right now. Uh, and it's been going great. We've added a bunch of things. Um, I'm working on a, a suspension tuning program. Um, that's going to be exciting. We can, we're going to be able to do that here. And then we also have some cool education opportunities that falls under my wheelhouse too. And that is, uh, teaching people how to ride and how to work on stuff. So we have a, uh, uh, a cool, um, mechanics class coming up on the 18th. If you're interested, it's on our website. And then we also have some beginner and intermediate skills classes coming up on the 20th, um, that I'll be teaching and they 20th of May, May correct? Okay. So that may be they're coming up quick, but that's okay. When this podcast comes out. Yeah. Oh yeah. Maybe, maybe afterwards, but there is also tons. Uh, there, there's a number of dates on there. If you want to look ahead and pick one of those, um, that they're super fun. I love teaching. I love getting people amped up on bikes, feeling, feeling safe, feeling confident and like progressing. And that's just what my goal is for this class. All right. So, yeah. So, th- those are kind of what I've been up to here at work. But, yeah, rental's going well. Education's going well. Just trying to provide more for the community. Everything's going. All That's right. what I'm trying to do. Love it. All right. Well, listen, we've, we've, we've talked about bicycles for an hour again. It's been great. <laughs> so, uh, thank you all very much for listening. Again, this is the Rider Up podcast presented by Visit Virginia's Blue Ridge. And I'm just going to give you the whole list of our uh, our resume very quickly. America's East Coast Mountain Biking Capital, Imbasilver Ride Center, home to Carillion Clinic Ironman 70.3, the VBR Team 2024, and the Grand Fondo, the Visit VBR Grand Fondo, is coming up on Sunday, October 8th. Go online and sign up for that. There's a link in the show notes. Thank you very much to our audio engineer, Tom Bamford. And we'll see you next time. Hope to see you out there running.